0: and ironic media production. visit us at i r o n i c k i
1: haven't really truly exercised for 20 some years so i've been really fit which i used to be in my younger years that's what i want to get into a regular habit of doing on a daily other every other day basis but consistently using that beautiful wonderful machine that i truly do love but not as a
0: clothes rack okay perfect So obviously getting the clothes off would be easy. We would just pull those off, put them aside, and then we can get started. Okay. So one of the other things before I get started in this is it's important to remember we are human and we have different needs at different times. So tuning into our need is really important, but in order to tune into the need, we need to remove some of this trauma. So this is what I mean by that. If you say to yourself, I need to work out five days a week, no questions asked. If I don't do that, I'm shameful towards myself. Like, that's ridiculous. I am not a fan of that. What I am a fan of is somebody who deeply listens to their body. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, we have Lisa, and she is the only one that is here for the pod healing. I am super grateful that she is here, and I'm excited to talk to her and find out how I can help her out with the things that are going on in her life. This is a pod healing, but a solo one. (laughs) So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for being
1: here. Thanks a lot. I'm very excited to be here.
0: So do you think you could introduce yourself? Like, where are you looking? I don't even know where you are, actually. I'm in the northwest
1: suburbs of Chicago. My name is Lisa. I'm in my early 60s. And I found you through your appearance on Wendy Myers back in May. Okay. And from then I went, I mean, I just took the link and and went and started binging on your podcast. And honestly, it's just been really exciting to, to hear you and your take on things because I am familiar with EFT for quite a few years now and have used it to a certain extent, but you really have brought some additional thoughts to me about how to look at the body and energy and that sort of thing. That's really cool. What have you learned from the podcast? I'm curious. Well, you brought on such amazing people and other energy workers like yourself. The EFT, your EFT approach is really is really interesting to me because, like I said, I've been familiar with EFT for, I think it's almost 20 years now. I went to a Mercola conference. I might have been one of the only ones he ever did way back in the early 2000s. And there were some people there who talked about EFT and was kind of my first introduction i know there are others out there now i'm familiar with a number of them and their approach it's very similar in that it's also very valuable you brought another dimension to this from the science perspective i would say cool and yeah and then you talked about what is the reticular activating system activating system that was new to me and fascinating and then I would hear you do some things on the podcast and then how you talked about going through the DNA and going through past generations. That's blown my mind just to try and understand that. That's amazing. It's cool, right? Um, it's, it's so cool. And then, and then one other thing I have to say is I've listened to so many podcasts in the past couple of years and I remember too where I was, what I was doing when I heard them. The first one is you and Wendy Myers because it was really impactful. It was like, I was talking to myself in the car thinking, Oh, I've got to listen to her. This is, this is cool. And nodding. And Oh yeah, that's what I understand But then you had some other new things, but also when you had Gemma Deller on. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember where I was and what I was doing. And so now I'm doing, I, I follow the magic carpet cast too, because that's awesome. It's just, just a fabulous, you, you you two are my favorite podcast right now because I look forward to them every week. So wow, that that really warms my heart. Thank you.
0: The story about how Gem and I know each other, right? Through soccer. Yeah. Well, yes, we were we played soccer, but she was one of the first people that I came across that had gifts that were opening up that she was trying to really understand, or she had a little bit more experience with it, and a friend. Actually, our coach said, You should talk to Gemma. And I was like, Cool, I know who she is. Like, I had seen her around. So we started talking and then we started having spiritual gatherings where just to, first it started out with just the two of us where we would read each other just to practice our gifts. And then we were like, This is awesome. So then we started inviting a few more people and we started going back and forth. But there were times where I would go home. I remember this one specific time after I had worked with her, I forgot to close myself off to the rest of the world. And I'm in New York City and I, I go down the street, I drive like 30 blocks down to my place, It's probably 11 o'clock at night. And I lived near a cemetery, which I always say my neighbors were always quiet, which was ideal. But when you're starting to open up all these gifts, it was a little scary because I swear that I saw a old man walking with a cane at like 1130 at night on the street coming from the cemetery. And I was like, oh, going inside. (laughs) I ran so fast. I, it was, he was just walking nice and slow and maybe he was real. Maybe he wasn't, I don't know, but I got so scared. So it kind of like forced me to figure out how do I close off my gift. Oh yeah, Amy, you don't want to be walking around New York city because at first I was feeling everything that was going on in the city somebody passed me and I'd feel like the emotional pain or the physical pain that they were in. So I was starting to learn how to turn that off. But then I forgot, oh yeah, it's 1130 at night. Like we just had a really great night and now I'm just going to go home and go to sleep. Nope. <laughs> I needed cool. to make sure that I was also closed off then. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So Gemma and I, yeah, we've been over the years, we've kept in touch and she's still pursuing her gifts and her podcast is amazing. She's a medium and I was more working on the medical intuitive side. So it was kind of cool. We were helping each other through it. And I got
1: a couple of great readings from her as well. Yeah. This is something that, to whether or not I came to believe in this sort of thing, I just remember, I've never had a question about these things existing. I've never had a question about reincarnation. I remember being asked when I was 10. It's like, well, yeah, things like that. So it's like, I don't know if that works intellectually, I get it, or if it's it's in my body that I get it, but I understand. But there's so much things to continually learn. Mm -hmm. and hear from people like, like yourself and like others. It's just, it's mind blowing in in just the best way.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad that you're so open to learning and so interested in learning. So where are you with your um, spiritual transformation? I, I know that you've signed up to be on the podcast.
1: What are one or two things you're working on? When I first signed up, the very first thing that came to my head, and that's what I've gone with, and then there's been other things that i have been percolating, but the very first thing that came to my head is that there's sort of a theme in my life. There's no, there is a theme in my life where it's procrastination is it one facet of it, but it's even broader than that. It's like getting very enthusiastic about something, maybe even investing in time and money in something and getting it and starting it, and then just stopping it. Over and over and over again, since I can remember, since I was little, maybe not fully committing myself to finishing, to doing something and doing well and finishing it. Or I heard this, I think it was on Gemma's podcast in the last few weeks, somebody saying not keeping promises to yourself. Hmm. Like the, the one that a lot of people have is I got the exercise equipment. It turns into a clothes rack or something. But lately, I've gotten into a little bit of biohacking during this lockdown I picked, I bought a few things. I invested in a few things. Very excited about them. They are good. They're going to be good things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, things are going to be, it's going to be beneficial to me. I'm going to be happy coming out. I'll just look at it and walk on by. I, there, there's this thing. It's just throughout my whole life and throughout every, every aspect of my life, whether it's school or my personal stuff. And, and I wonder where that might come from and how to fix that. Well,
0: thank you for asking. I'm so excited to help you with this. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that before I get started?
1: Oh, in terms of another kind of a topic? or another- Yeah, because usually they're, they're related. They okay. might seem unrelated. Sure. Yeah. The other thing, equal if not more in importance, is in my family, both my mom and dad, who are past now, they grew up in tough circumstances. Very in, in different ways, but tough circumstances, tough family issues. But there is a lot of guilt and some shame throughout my family, my my siblings, my mom, my dad. We grew up feeling less than others, and I didn't. I can't necessarily say I. It was. It wasn't. My mom was a very compassionate, one person. She she didn't very directly project that to us, but she we could see which how she felt towards herself. I knew my dad was somewhat insecure as a person. So there's this thing, this guilt and this feeling that kind of continues on through us. My sister and I keep in touch and I can hear it in her. She she and I understand these similar places where we came from. And to a certain extent, we've talked about, well, we don't blame mom and dad, mm-hmm. but we sort of understand what they brought to this, and maybe that we we took some of that from their approach to life. But as I get older, and you just don't have any ups to give anymore. In some cases, <laughs> <laughs> so in some cases, I can tell that I've rejected a lot of that, or I don't know if I moved on, but I don't feel a certain way to the extent that I did when I was younger. But there's there's just a core of these things still there. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about, and I don't know that this is how you this will work today. But I thought about when you talk about healing through DNA and that whole thing, I know there are experiences and circumstances in my grandparents' life that may have contributed to to that situation for them too. But this, this goes back a ways.
0: Yeah, I am so glad to be helping you. First of all, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, a lot of people do suffer from. And I can tell why you are the only person that's here on the podcast today. There's a lot here that we can talk about that is really relatable to a lot of people. So one thing that you mentioned is this intergenerational trauma that's being passed down, whether it's through the DNA or just through nurturing, right? So like you said, your dad was insecure. Your mom was, you said not compassionate, right? No,
1: she was extremely compassionate. She was a fantastic, loved us. We all knew our, both our parents loved us dearly. It's just the way that, She spoke about herself or we could feel her, how she placed her opposite others or in the world. She had a massive network of friends all the way until she died. It was just, she was so loving and caring and a very strong faith, but there was this thing about her. I know she did not feel very good about herself. I gotcha.
0: So that also, yes, passes down as well. So you, like you had said, I could see how she felt about herself. So that's more nurturing, but also there is some information that is passed down through the genes. And then we'll get into how that really is playing into what I was seeing and what you're talking about in terms of the first thing that you were talking about, which is the procrastination, the not finishing, not fully committing. As you can imagine, completing something is to a degree about self motivation or intrinsic motivation so it's about self esteem sometimes too right so like if you want to finish something you want to feel good about yourself but if you never finish projects then you never really get a chance to feel good about yourself so it's kind of like a which came first the chicken or the egg or like it keeps going around in circles where it's like i don't finish projects and i don't feel good about myself i try a project and then i don't finish it and i don't feel good about myself then the shame starts coming in and then there's like is there something wrong with me that i can't complete projects but really you want to break that cycle and an EFT really can help that. And I'm sure we'll probably use some of that today to help break the cycle and and release some of this intergenerational trauma and also get to the root at why there is this procrastination. For today's podcast, we are talking about shame and we are talking about the inner voice. Definitely that came up in your energy for, I, I felt like a lot of shame coming towards the self. And then also I'll just go into this as well. The seventh chakra also came up. So whenever the seventh chakra comes up, this is an identity shift, right? And you can imagine you would go from being somebody who's a procrastinator to someone who's not right. So it's an identity shift, but it's deeper than just that. It's like I become somebody who values themselves enough to complete projects and show up and do the things that are, are important to me. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to tell you that I recently learned about myself and it's not so much like learned, but it was like really put in a way that I, I understood. And I am neurodivergent. Do you understand what that means? No. Okay. So neurodivergent or I mean, i my brain is different from other people as you can probably tell through the podcast. I don't know how much started before that. And then how much changed from being psychic or whatever, and all the meditation, but I have an ability to hyper-focus and also procrastinate at times. So I have to be really, really careful about that. One of the things that I was listening to was a lady who works with people who have ADHD. She said, if you're neurodivergent, you could have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Do you know what ADHD is? Okay, just checking. That's just like attention is a problem, like, or it can be a superpower sometimes, right? Do you find that where you get super hyper-focused on stuff? Yeah, not as much as I
1: think I'd want to be sometimes, but yes, yeah, Absolutely.
0: One of the things that blew me away and that got me to listen to her little TikTok was she was like, you have a uh, basket of laundry in your bedroom somewhere that has clean clothes all the time. (laughs) And I was like, is that you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was me. She said across the board, people who are neurodivergent usually have that. And and so I was kind of blown away. So I was like, let me hear what she has to say about this. And she said, basically, there's four reasons why we might complete a task. One is it's a challenge. So like, can I like yesterday, I ran to Costco in an hour, I wanted to get in and out in an hour, and I wanted to see if I could do it. That became like, I was hyper-focused, went through the store, was as if nobody was around me. I saw people actually going really slowly and I was like, what is wrong with them? Don't they see the urgency here? So that's (laughs) the next one, urgency and challenge. I mean, that's why I got that task completed so quickly and easily. Urgency also would be like for the laundry. It's like, I don't have anything to wear, so I must do laundry, right? So you get it done and then it goes into the dryer and then you're like, put it in the basket and you're like, task is done, (laughs) there's no more urgency. So that's one of the reasons why it's there. And then there was, Oh, novelty. So if, if something's new, you're really, really oh. excited. Yeah. Right. There's a fourth one. And I'm sure it'll come to me, but anyway, so some of these things might be due to the fact that you're neurodivergent. We want to look at all the aspects and we want to really know thyself. So I said to myself, after I watched that TikTok, I'm like, how do I make putting away laundry that is dry and clean? A challenge or exciting or whatever. So I'm maybe, maybe I'm going to start doing this because I do this with other things like unloading the dishwasher and uh, filling my gas tank for whatever reason, years ago, I was like, "It it takes too long to do it. Like it was just, to me, it felt like it was like an hour, but it's like, okay, Amy, I'm going to time this. I'm going to see how long it really takes for me to unload the dishwasher. It was like three minutes. And then how long to get gas? Three or four minutes. I'm like, this is ridiculous. The resistance is way bigger than what the actual time spent is. So I I may start a timer and see if I can get my laundry put away in three minutes. And then that's just me knowing myself and knowing what I need in order to complete a task. And here's a perfect example. I wrote 25 pages for my book in two days. And that was last week because I put a deadline down. I mean, it's insane, right? I I had been trying to get back to my book for three months. Something like that. And there were various reasons of why I stopped. And I wrote 30 pages in a short amount of time that time. The point is, is that we need to know thyself and then also removing some of this trauma and limiting beliefs and things like that. So, like I said, this is about shifting your identity. I had to know thyself, shift my identity, and from being like shameful about my leaving of dry, clean clothes in a basket all the time to being like, you know what, that's you, Amy, and that's okay. And And let's figure out a way that we can become in harmony with this. I even talked to my wife. I was like, listen, I just found something out about me. And now you're going to understand me more. So we we don't have to go through this anymore together. Because she's always like, well, I don't understand because I like to complete tasks. I said, you're not neurodivergent. And that's good. That's why we make a great balance. I also know I'm great at creating other things, right? So we have this wonderful language that we always are engaging in more energetically speaking. She does things. I do things. She does things. And we don't even need to talk about it, which is really beautiful. Can you tell me something that you'd like to start that you haven't done or a task that you really want to complete? We'll use that as a way to heal.
1: Upstairs in my loft, I have the most beautiful Pilates reformer for home. I can look at that machine and just go, oh, the possibilities. This is a beautiful <laughs> machine. <laughs> it's, a, it's physically gorgeous. I'm not even going to admit how long I've had it. But when I'm on it, which is occasionally, I get off and I feel fabulous. I mean, not just good, fabulous. There's so much that it can do for me. I haven't really truly exercised for 20 some years. So I've been really fit, which I used to be in my younger years. That's what I want to get into a regular habit of doing on a daily, other every other day basis, but consistently using that beautiful, wonderful machine that I truly do love, but not as a clothes rack. Okay, perfect. So obviously getting the clothes off would be easy. We would
0: just pull those off, put them aside. And then we can get started. Okay. So one of the other things before I get started in this is it's important to remember we are human and we have different needs at different times. So tuning into our need is really important, but in order to tune into the need, we need to remove some of this trauma. So this is what I mean by that. If you say to yourself, I need to work out five days a week, no questions asked. If I don't do that, I'm shameful towards myself. Like that's ridiculous. I am not a fan of that. What I am a fan of is somebody who deeply listens to their body and says, I'm going to go for probably three days a week. And remember, knowing who we are, neurodivergent people, we might want to say, if I start out with five, I'm going to, probably not fail, right? Because you're going from zero to five, five days a week. That's That's a lot to ask. So maybe saying, okay, two days a week, I'm going to do it two days a week. And then if I can get two days a week, I'll do that for three weeks. And then if I can get to three weeks, then I'll get to three days a week and then I'll keep increasing it, right? So mm-hmm. that seems more manageable. And that seems like a challenge that you can win. Also though, tuning into if I'm at two days a week and one of those days, I am throwing up and it's a day that I'm supposed to be doing it. I'm not going to get on the machine, whatever it may be. I'm going to listen to my body and say, hopefully I'll be able to get this done on a day that I actually feel better later in the week. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to shame myself and say, Amy, you're horrible and then give up. Cause like there you could, right. And uh, there's a part of you take a deep breath in and out. Cause I just felt that like real realization that you've done this where it's like throwing out the baby with the bathwater, whatever that saying is, which is really really disgusting. Like just one mess up and it's all over and you've lost all your progress. It's like, might as well give up. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So let's take a deep breath in and out. Looking at your mom's energy and what you were referring to as this loving, giving woman towards you and everyone else, very friendly, obviously, very extroverted, seemingly. She had this inner dialogue, though, that you could see and I can feel was very shaming about who she was and, and she wasn't enough. And this is why I love EFT, because we can shift a reticular activating system to be like, listen, something is a lie here. This all doesn't add up as a single equation. How could all these people love me and my children and feel like I'm making an impact in the community and I'm not enough? How could that possibly be? Something has to be stuck there that's telling me that I'm not enough, right? Take a deep breath in and out. I think we just tapped into some energy. Do you feel your feet? Yeah. Yeah, your your feet, you're starting to come back into your body. Huge deep breath in and out. When we come back into our body, then we can start processing out this energy. Wow, you even feel more connected to your mom right now, energetically speaking, like you can almost feel her more. Take a deep breath in and out. Good. Okay. So let's go back to the Pilates machine. That's beautiful. I Now I want to see it, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna imagine i it. could
1: tell you the brand and whatever but i i decided not to do that unless you don't want
0: to yeah no i actually wouldn't know Pilates
1: has scared me it always looks archaic to me me too and and yet this machine has opened it up to to the normal people i've tried classes and they they are they i think they are trying to keep it very mysterious
0: <laughs> okay maybe there is some kind of energy i around don't know it. it's <laughs> no. always a little bit scared me because i am I don't know. It reminds me of the real early times when they would like do these awkward things with their body where something would just shake them instead of them actually moving their body, which is just weird. I I always tell, tell people too, though, exercise isn't my thing. It's chasing after a ball or accomplishing a goal or a challenge. That's really what motivates me with exercise. So when I do exercise, it is kind of challenging for me because I'm like, okay, Amy, how can we make this a challenge? Okay, let's reach 500 calories or let's do this for 25 minutes. I have to set a challenge. Let's take a deep breath in and out again. And sometimes, like I said, We don't feel like needing 500 calories and it's okay. It's okay to say you did 450 calories. It's better than nothing. It's better than even 200 calories, which you could have done or something. I'm just picking out numbers here, but you understand what I'm saying is like honoring the self and saying, okay, maybe we thought we were ready for that, but we're not actually. And that's okay. And there's no need to shame. It's that acceptance that I talk about with EFT, which I love.
1: We want to accept where we're at so we can move forward. Can I add just one thing about sure. the Pilates machine? Is I will go in sort of phases and feel like I really want to do it. I'm feeling good. I mean, I have some, I have knee replacements. I mean, I have some other things, but generally I'm, I'm fit without having worked out for a very long time. Nearly every time I want to get on that machine, I start feeling it in a shoulder or my knees, one of my knees really gets inflamed and swollen and I don't think I can, should go on it. It's like I'm making excuses by throwing something in my body to say, hey. yeah." And right now, I have a real issue with my right shoulder. I know I slept wrong. I slept on my right side. I shouldn't have. But it cycles in and out. But right now I have it. And so part of me is like, well, I really, I don't know. So when now you're using the self care. <laughs> and I think, and I swear, it just, that's the way it seems to happen. So I'm starting to suspect myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, I love you. Well, and I tell you what, what I saw was this fifth and second conversation that's going on within your body, meaning the self talk around emotions internally causing this shame and cycle where you're trying to like figure out, is this really the truth? What's really the truth? So in order to find the truth, we do need to calm down. We need to like take a deep breath in and out and just accept where we're at and then just say, okay, is this really an issue? Has this been an issue? Or is this something that I'm creating in my body? So let's tune into it, okay? You said your right shoulder is being an Mm -hmm. issue.
1: Yeah.
0: It's funny, I can feel your shoulder what I was seeing was the creation of a new pattern was causing the stuckness in the the right shoulder. Our hands actually have chakras on them and we use our hands to create something. When that gets blocked, what I'm seeing is the energy to create a new pattern is blocked. So Mm. I'm going to help open that up. Did you feel your third chakra getting a tug? Um, That's the stomach area. Yeah, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I, th- I, I started, all of a sudden I focused on it.
0: Yeah. Third chakra is around control. So let's follow the pattern, okay? Control is right, wrong. Like we have to work out. Like what if we just push the energy? That's one of my favorite things to do is just be like, if we never ever use the Pilates machine again, what would happen? <laughs> Take a deep breath in and out. Ooh, do you feel that on your right shoulder releasing? Seems to be. She just had a look of dumbfoundedness on her face. <laughs> it's
1: like it seems it's it's
0: moving and I'm I mean, yeah. So what I just did was I said, what if we never ever use it? Let's talk about it. What if we yeah. ever never use it? What does that mean that I make silly decisions? I bought something I feel responsible for. There's something out there that you can look at as saying, my things can own me. Yeah. So it seems like yeah. there's some sort of relationship that it owns you or that you owe it like something because you bought it. Actually, I just, it's funny. We're talking about this. My brother on Friday night told me, he's like, I, he got this really expensive rowing machine. He's like, I'm down to $30 per use right now. <laughs> so he, what he's doing is he's marking <laughs> off how many times he's using it and then dividing Dependent. it by. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, wow, oh, it's pretty smart. He's like, yeah, people just buy stuff and they don't use it. And I want to know what it's costing me per use anyway. Back to you. The energy is still draining down your right shoulder. Take another deep breath. in now there's a yawn coming in. So this is now your fifth is where it's supposed to be before it was in your second chakra around emotion. So now you're able to see the truth of it. What does it mean? Does it mean that you spend money on things you shouldn't spend it on? Or what's the story you tell yourself?
1: The story, well, that's that's certainly one of them because I've done this with a couple other pieces of expensive equipment, exercise equipment in my life. The difference is I'm emotionally connected to this machine somehow. <laughs> it is literally a beautiful piece of machinery to do some really wonderful things. I mean, you're gliding. You can literally meditate because you get into this state using the straps and, and everything. It's really calming. I feel like I'm missing, I'd miss out on that because I'm with knee replacements. I am very limited now in what I can do physically. Mm-hmm. So I also know that I haven't been moving and doing anything consistently for many, many years. And that's an important part of life. I need to do that. So there's like, I mean, I literally am, I am not supposed to walk around the block because of my knees. My doctor said, they're going to wear out sometime. Don't use them that way and wear them out kind of crazy but i feel like it's almost the last chance that i have to really get movement back into my life and plus the fact that it was yeah it wasn't cheap and if i never use it again i don't know how and where i would get rid of it and that would be a very sad thing i wouldn't want to trash it it's too
0: yeah so i'm sure you'd be able to find somebody who would take it we can just take a deep breath and let that go right somebody would obviously even give you money for it i'm sure Take a deep breath. Your tailbone is now untucking itself. Can you feel that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the tailbone is related to fight or flight. So your concepts that you were holding around the ownership of this it was actually restricting you from feeling in the parasympathetic nervous system, which is where we see the truth, where we are able to relax. Now, what I'm seeing is, okay, hold on a second. I got to take a deep breath in and out. Did you feel that in your stomach and and in your chest? I almost couldn't breathe. What does it mean for you to be super calm? If I was super calm, mm-hmm. and and in a meditative state in general,
1: what would that mean? It's something that I aspire to do, but I haven't yet taken the step to actually meditate. But when I'm calm, it's feeling of control. It's feeling mm-hmm. of peace. It's a feeling of almost joy because I understand certain things about the universe and I think I do and energy and things like that. So it means it's joy. Sometimes I'm just hit with joy when I realize, oh, my gosh, like there's enough for everybody. And I've been here before. Any of those concepts that are out there, I, it's absolutely joyful to me. And so when I'm calm and when I'm at, I feel I feel that more. And I feel connected. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Right. So it's, it's the opposite feeling from shame or un- being yeah. unloved or not enough. Right. So this is the dynamic that we're working on. We're shifting the reticular activating system to feeling like we're not worthy of things. And so one of the things that you can now see is how you feel to a degree that you're unworthy of this beautiful equipment to bring you into such joy and be among this beauty of the equipment. And feel really good in your body, both mind and body. Do you see the resistance there? If you feel unloved and you feel shameful and there's this dialogue that you've had, there it's too much resistance to overcome, but we can get rid of that. We can just move the energy that's causing the resistance so we can release it. So let's take a deep breath in and out. And as you said, your mom modeled this self-shame, Right. That she was in this loop where she wasn't worthy enough or good enough.
1: Yes. So yes. let's
0: release that once and for all. Okay, let's do it. Take a deep breath in and out. And since you're aware of this, we can do it. So meaning the rewriting of the DNA. So take a deep breath in and out. Let's take a scale. Yeah, you're on a three. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Should have asked you. <laughs> so on a zero on a on zero to ten. So with EFT you take a scale and it's um zero to ten. And if you could have asked yourself, do you know where you were
1: on the resistance at this point? The three. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I I feel less than I have done. Right. It's it's lower on the scale than it had
0: been. Had been, right. Good. So what I'm seeing is it's a three. And so when it comes up with three, and this is for anybody out there who does EFT, if you get stuck at the number three, for whatever reason, maybe, I don't know, three is a very spiritual number, but that has always indicated to me that this is from past family stuff. It means that you have inherited either from mom or dad or other generations past. And so what we want to do with anything that we've inherited from past generations is truly thank the energy for being in our lives thus far. It was serving its purpose, but it's no longer serving us anymore. We'd like to consciously choose something different. So take a deep breath in and out. And we're going to say, hold on a second. Okay. Do you feel more in your body even now? Can you feel the bottoms, bottoms of your feet?
1: Mm-hmm. She's shaking
0: mm-hmm. her head. Okay, good. When I rewrite a program that has to do with the DNA, I always go under the nose. So there's a spot under the nose right on the, I think it's a frenellum. Is it the frenellum? Can you tell me if it's the frenellum? I can't think it is. Okay. I'm pretty sure that it is. I really, I keep meaning to look this up, but I'm sure that it is. So anyway, so we tap there and we're going to say, first, we're just going to get our brain and body into this rhythm. So we're going to say, even though, even though I've been struggling, I've been struggling to find myself worthy enough to find myself worthy enough for this equipment, for this equipment, for this new feeling in my body, for this new feeling in my body, this new expansive state,
1: this new expansive state, I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply love and accept myself. Do
0: you feel the energy draining down the back of your ears? Yeah. Yeah. That's the fight or flight is draining. Take a deep breath in and out. Good. So even though I felt unworthy of this beautiful equipment.
1: Even though I felt unworthy of this beautiful equipment.
0: Even though I own this beautiful equipment. (laughs) even equipment, Even though I own this beautiful equipment. I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply love and accept myself. Do you see how it's not not really unworthy of the equipment now? It's starting to shift to unworthy of the feeling I would get from the equipment. So take a deep breath in and out. Okay. Even though I feel unworthy of the feeling I would get from
1: the equipment. Even though I feel unworthy of the feeling I would get from the equipment. I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply love and accept myself. Okay.
0: You're ready to shift. You, By any chance, since you're into the reticular activating system, can you feel how you're right on the border of a new pattern? You're like right on the tip of moving over to the new state of being.
1: I feel a little, it's not tingly, but it's nearly that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's a little, and also maybe a wobbly might be another one. It's like, almost like I could go one way or the other. Which way am I going to go? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so take a deep breath in and out. This is the reticular activating system shifting. So say, I now command. I now command. My multidimensional DNA. My multi-dimensional DNA. To update from this understanding. To update from this understanding. That I receive from my mother. That I receive from my mother. That I'm unworthy of feeling good in my body. That I'm
1: unworthy of feeling good in my body. ooh.
0: Take a huge deep breath in and out. You feel all that energy going down the top of your head, down your spine. Looks like your eyes are even opening up bigger. Energetically speaking, seeing the world in a new way. Another big deep breath in and out. One more time. So right now, as I am helping this energy come in, her old patterns are leaving and the new light that is who she truly is and has always wanted to be is coming in and filling in her cells and DNA. So essentially she's becoming an empowered soul. An empowered soul is someone who can create her path and isn't held back by trauma or programming or past generational trauma, isn't limited by fear. It's what we always want to be, right? I just pictured myself in a cape. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So can you tune into the resistance that you had for being on that lottie's machine? I want you to feel into it. Don't think about it. How does it feel?
1: Feels like I'm ready to rip off the towel and that I've got covering it from dust <laughs> and and getting down and and laying down on it and just enjoying the energy that I get from that machine, but I'm not feeling like it's a it's a source of energy for me. Yep. Versus thing that meant I feel guilty not using. That's what it is. It's a it's you a shifted your energy. reticular
0: activating system, right? Yeah. Huh. Do you do you see how much guilt was in the way of you seeing the true potential of what it could provide for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Take another deep breath in and out. Do you feel how much you feel your feet right now? Again, you're you're grounded, you're seeing the truth, you're here, you bought it because you knew it was good for you, right? It came from a really well thought out decision. So anything that was saying this was a silly decision is now leaving, right? You can see, oh yeah, I knew what I was doing when I bought that. It's the energy and information that can get in the way of us seeing the truth because we have old programs that say, well, who are we if we start feeling really good in our body? Who are we if we are in a meditative state? What else is possible? How much more focus will we have? How much more things will we get done? Which is part of this seventh chakra that we were talking about, this identity shift. You become, this machine represented a new identity for you, a new ability to tap absolutely. into things. Yeah, she's saying absolutely. She's shaking her head. Yeah, I mean, I, and I,
1: I don't think I had voiced that before, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it.
0: Yeah. It's more in alignment with who you really want to become, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now you feel that mind and body. So before there was a, a dialogue that was happening in your brain and then with your body and your body was having the resistance because it was like, "Uh oh, this machine could cause more shame. This machine can make us feel bad because of the way that the mind was telling the body the story. But now we've rewritten that so that when you step on it, you remember the good times and there isn't so much control about frequency. When something is good for us, we wind up being drawn to it. Like when, once we have clear programming and things like that we're right. about it when there isn't trauma, but when something's good for us, we are drawn to it. That's actually in ourselves. That's what I was writing in my book is the Bruce Lipton. Did you ever read him? I read oh, yeah. about his book. Absolutely. Yeah. So when he was playing with the cell, he realized that it, will gravitate towards things that are good for it and move away from things that are bad for it. Your body was just listening to the trauma, right? It was saying, no, 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 that thing is bad for me because then we're going to start a shame spiral, but now we've released that. And so you can now build this new relationship again with this machine so that you can live in more alignment with what it is that you really, truly wanted. Take a deep Mm -hmm. breath in and out. There's one more program that wants to be rewritten and I'm looking to see what it is. Hang on one second. This is cool. So part of the identity is who am I if I don't shame myself? Do you want to release that? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath in and out. This is coming off of your heart chakra. Can you feel that right there? There's like a feeling in your chest right here. Yeah. Yeah. Deep breath in and out. The thing that I see that ails people the most is how they talk to themselves. It causes this pain in the fourth chakra and the fourth chakra or the heart energy, however you want to look at it. Western or Eastern (laughs) is what controls the whole field. It helps to um, orchestrate the energy that is in your field so that you're of your highest vibration. Like everything's working the way it's supposed to be. If this is healed, if your fourth chakra is healed, but if it's not, if you've been talking to yourself in a way that isn't great for a really long time, or you've experienced a lot of grief, or uh, you've had a lot of disappointment that all sits there. So we're just going to let go of that because if you really want to just understand what creates that. It's a resistance to what is, it's a resistance to the way that it has been. And it's saying, I think things should have been different, but it's like, they haven't been, and you can't really change that, but you can change your perspective on how you feel that they have happened, right? Mm -hmm. All that it takes to release all that grief, energetically speaking, is a shift in the reticular activating system and seeing how those things were working for you rather than happening to you. Take a deep breath in and out. Do you feel that coming out your body? You're just like, it's like, whew, all of this yeah. kind of just flooding in all this energy. Are yeah. you getting
1: hot? <laughs> feels you know, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And it's a cold room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so take another huge deep breath in and out. So like I said, we want to just be gentle with ourselves. We don't want to judge ourselves. We don't want to be shaming ourselves. Believe me, the world will do that for us. So we yeah. want to just be kind to ourselves as much as possible, because that's really what we want to experience in life is a full energetic field or a full working, optimally, you know, optimized field, because then we're going to feel better and we're going to be better and we're going to be more for people who are around us and do it in a way that isn't like half-assed or isn't, what, what's the word? We're going through it, going through it all the way.
1: I mean, we're fully... Intimate. right you're you're
0: into it it's not there isn't regret there isn't I'm trying to think of the word where people get angry, but it's regret or where they're angry that they did something there's regret there and for sure so we want to be authentically doing things for other people rather than feeling forced to do them mm-hmm. and there's a word that describes it, and I can't come up with it right now but That's where we want to be coming from. So, if we are an optimized person, we can give because we are giving to others, but also because we give to ourselves. So, right now, the program that is needing to be released is around this shameful talking to the self. So, let's go to the hand point that's on EFT. So, it's right below the pinky, and we're going to tap there and we're going to say, even though I have been talking to myself very shamefully, even though I have been talking to myself very shamefully. I have, do you want to say like beat myself up or how do you want to describe it? Just been very hard on yourself. Very, very hard on
1: myself. Yeah.
0: Okay. So even though I've been really, really hard on myself.
1: Even though I've been really, really hard on myself.
0: I deeply love and accept myself.
1: I deeply love and accept myself. Do you feel
0: that the back of the neck is releasing? The heart is expanding. Even though I've been really hard on myself.
1: Even though I've been really hard on myself,
0: harder than I needed to be, harder than I needed to be. Are you starting to see how you were harder on yourself because your mom was hard? She's she's saying yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's say even though mom was hard on herself, even though mom was hard hard on herself, too hard on herself, too hard on herself. Take a deep breath in and out. That was probably hard for you to see as a child, right? Yeah. So here's the interesting thing about why we tend to emulate our parents or emulate things that don't really make sense. So your mom was hard on herself and it was hard for you to watch that. So in your mind, in order to make things kind of right or make sense, you said, well, then that must be a good thing to do because mom wouldn't hurt herself. Right. Cause I love mom. Mom must love herself. So she, this must be the thing to do. So then you picked it up as Something to do, which is never what either one of you wanted, really. Right. But we often do things that don't really make sense because we're trying to make sense of it. But it's just an interesting way of viewing it. Right. And again, anytime we want to release energy, we just want to shift our reticular activating system. So take a deep breath in and out. Okay. So let's go underneath the nose. And we're going to say, even though, even though mom shamed herself. Mom shamed herself. She was really hard on herself. She was really hard on herself. And it was really hard on me. And it was really hard on me. To watch her be so hard on herself.
1: To watch her be so hard on herself. Take a deep breath in and out. Even though. Even though.
0: She was so hard on herself. She was so hard on herself. And it was so hard on us.
1: And it was so hard on us.
0: It looks like you also have an awareness that was hard on dad. Yeah. Yeah. And dad had his own thing. Yeah. His
1: own background
0: too. So even though it was hard on dad. Even though it was hard on dad. And it was hard on us. It was hard on us. It was hard on all of us.
1: It was hard on all of us.
0: Good. I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply
1: love and accept myself.
0: Do you see how you did it just to make it right? You, you've done mm-hmm. it to yourself just to make it right, to ju- justify it, right? It
1: mm-hmm. must have
0: been worth it. It must have been. must be the way to do it. Because mom wouldn't do something that would be so awful to herself. Right. right? So take a deep breath in and out. Getting emotional. Yeah. So let's tap underneath the nose. And let's say, even though mom did this and she did it only because she didn't know any other way. Even mm-hmm. though mom did
1: this and she did this even because she didn't know any other way. Ooh, I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply love and accept myself. Even though? Even though? She did this? She did this. Because she didn't know any better? Because she didn't know any better.
0: Take a deep breath in and out. Are you seeing how mom possibly was not in a parasympathetic nervous system state and that's why she was possibly hard on herself. She was just always go, 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 please, please, please. Meaning helping other people being everything for everyone else, but not anything to herself. So she was in a state of fight or flight, right?
1: Yeah. We're, and, and I know there were worries, financial worries and things like that too. So. Right.
0: So do you see how with you being on the Pilates machine, Is a time where you'd be able to process things kind of like this and maybe get in a state that was much different than your mom and be able to heal. So you know the difference now. And now we just need to integrate it into your body, right? You've been doing the work. You've been listening to my podcast. You've been biohacking. You've been taking courses. You've been putting in the time, but you said you haven't been meditating. It's like, if I start to meditate, then I will then have to deal with some of this stuff, right? That mom didn't model for me. And that's scary. That's a new identity.
1: But honestly, i I fear that I won't be able to, to do it. Do what? We'll actually get to a point of what people say you get to for meditating. I just want to quickly say
0: that I start out with 15 minutes sitting on my couch and just no expectations. And I really believe that that's the best way to start It's just saying, just sit there. Like again, the challenge, the neurodivergent challenge, sit there for 15 minutes and you're not allowed to get up. That's what I said to myself, close your eyes. You can have a cup of coffee even because that would be too boring for me, (laughs) but I, I loved it after I did that for 15 minutes, I worked up to two hours and I did that for two years straight. And wow. then, yeah. And then I went on to do it then on and off every single day, just different times of the day to then working with clients and being in meditation for hours at a time, five hours, six hours, something like that. So it is something that is accomplishable. I do believe I'm just, I was just a regular person. I am still a regular person and I just put the time in. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and not everybody needs to do the kind of meditation that I did, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. specifically here for a for something. That is not everybody's mission. So just sitting down and saying seven minutes is all you need a day. But the thing is, as you already said, you know where to do it. For you, it is on the Pilates machine. And so here you are, your mom wasn't modeling it, right? And now that's why it's been so hard for you to pick a new pattern. So let's release that old pattern of not giving to the self. Take a deep breath in and out. Do you feel that going down the back of your ears? It's going into your neck.
1: Okay, I was gonna say.
0: Your neck and shoulders right here. Yeah. 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 So basically, the fight or flight goes behind the ears and down right where you see this where you were just tracing. Yeah. Um, so it's on the neckline right to That's the. One that uh, you can tap and. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. You can retrace yeah. it backwards mm-hmm. or you can tap on that. So take a deep breath in and out. Let's go to the nose. Under the nose, I should say. So, we're going to say, even though mom taught me this,
1: even though mom taught me
0: this, I deeply love and accept myself.
1: I deeply love and accept myself.
0: Even though mom taught me this, even though mom taught me this, I deeply love and accept myself. I deeply love and accept myself. Okay, you ready? I now command. I now command my multi-dimensional DNA. My multidimensional
1: DNA. To update from this understanding. To update from this understanding that I am not allowed, that I am not allowed
0: to feel calm and safe, to feel calm and safe in my body, in my body. Ooh, take a deep breath in and out. I feel your eyeballs relaxing.
1: <laughs> I feel, I, I had a little lightheaded. Yeah. In a bit. <laughs> Everything's, yeah. <laughs> my yes. eyeballs are relaxing now. <laughs> that's, that's pretty
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. I don't even know how I know these things at times, but it's the best way to describe it.
1: Uh, I had some tension in the lower half of my body that's now gone. Yep, I can feel that. So that was the tailbone that was tucked under. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was like, it's gone.
0: Good. You're starting to expand your heart space looks much larger and a lot fuller. So the way I see you going forward now is in loving yourself and learning what that's like. You almost feel like a baby that has emerged in, in seeing the world a new way and being like, how can I give back to myself? How can I become the priority? And then once my cup is full, then I'll be able to give more fully to others.
1: And that's such an important part of the message because I've always considered myself a selfish person. I was the last, I was the baby of the family. And apparently I was the baby of the family. And my brother and my sisters are family people. And I always saw them as loving and giving and wonderful. And me is, is very self absorbed. And whether that was true or not, I haven't chosen the same path as they have in terms of family. And I love my single life, and I don't have children, and that was a decision I've always been comfortable with. So it's an interesting message, but the the, the second half of the message, as you said, there are certain things that I felt selfish about, but it's not like I I wasn't necessarily loving myself. And then when you do that, and you get to this place, and you can give more to other people, that's an important part. I feel like I need to really understand and hear that right
0: and and i talked about this i think actually it's on the first pod healing which makes it makes sense why this would be the second pod healing and and that is that we can say that we're doing self care like Getting our hair done or being selfish. And maybe even you could put buying expensive Pilates equipment or something, however you want to describe what self care may look like. But true self care, in my opinion, that's all great. Getting your hair done, doing all those things. That's important. But true self care, really transformative self care is going into these dark places, finding the programs that are limiting us, finding the trauma and healing it and transforming how we give to ourselves so we can become a fuller, human being those mm-hmm. things like purchasing things or looking good or whatever those are easy quick ways to build up our self-esteem or energetic field but real true transformation comes from within those are all things that are coming from the outside world in so we want to transform inside how we feel and view the world And then we become these massively impactful people because we are just constantly coming from a full cup. Mm -hmm. Really, what we want to do is plug any of these things that are draining our energy. So here you were, one of your resources for tapping into unbelievable amounts of energy, both mind and body, was this machine. And what Mm -hmm. was keeping you from it was this lack of Mm -hmm. Mm self-love. And so we rewrote that. If I really want to live long, this is where I need to go. I need to be dipping into this well
1: all the time. I swear now the machine is glowing. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's awesome. Amy, it's a portal. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It probably is, you know? You know, that's how I'm thinking of it right now. It's transforming
0: you into these places. When you move the body, you are releasing energy. One of the things that I learned was when I took a boxing class, I uh, got into a meditative state all of a sudden I was just boxing. And then all of a sudden I was like, boom. And I could see a picture of a past experience popping up. And then I punched the other area and then another one would come up. I was seeing my body releasing this energy. Obviously when you cross across your body, you're also connecting your energy. So right, left, Sides of the body. So that's one of the reasons why boxing is so good for people with Parkinson's because it's connecting both sides of the body, but also releasing some of the trauma that they have stored in their body. Wow. So when we use exercise or physical activity, we can release stuff um, that's been latent in the body for a long time. And, oh. and I'm telling you, those pictures that were popping up were from 20 years earlier. It wasn't just like last week. It was really cool. So let's take a deep breath in and out. Is there any other questions you have for me or any other comments you have about this session? This was,
1: lived up to all my expectations. <laughs> I was very excited to do this. I I feel differently. I feel differently. I feel, it's funny, I thought I was going to be really emotional, especially when we got to speaking about my mom and my family, because I'm a, somebody who cries easily. But there were points where I got, I could feel, and I felt that. But versus versus me just, Crying all the time and just crying from the get go. There were specific points where you were bringing me through, and I think that that also helped me, you know, understand the power of this. So, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Your comment about well, there are a lot of things here. There's only there's a reason they're the only one on this (laughs) podcast. I was going, yes, I won the lottery. I'm sorry (laughs) for this other person, but oh. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And it's
0: funny. I wonder if I, because I know who moved from this session, what I've seen in the past with my clients where they insert themselves throughout my week when I'm seeing them, if they move their session it is because they're then dealing with, they've like moved through this part and they've gone like whatever we just worked on, the stuff that we just worked on they no longer are struggling with that. So they moved on to the next thing. So they moved themselves. (laughs) So (laughs) it's pretty amazing. And, And sometimes when you start talking to them, they're like, oh, well, like last week, I was really going through this thing where, you know, I just couldn't get myself motivated. I couldn't get on my exercise equipment. I mean, sometimes it's so literal, it's unbelievable. But then I just figured it out. I worked through it and I am now exercising regularly. So that's the kind of thing that I will see. And it's unbelievable. And so When I saw that there was only two people signed up, I was like, I wonder what this one's about. Because I don't know until I sit down 15 minutes before half an hour before and ask spirit, how can I be of service? You know, Mm -hmm. so we'll see. I'll know who it is. And I'll tell that person, this is what we worked on when, when you moved your session. See what, what she says about that. It'll be interesting.
1: Thank thank her for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will.
0: I will tell her that you're very
1: grateful. Yes.
0: So anyway, it was such a pleasure working with you. you have anything else you wanted to say? I'm so glad I found you in May. I wonder why I found you in May, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're extraordinary. This was really, really something. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. Well, tell Wendy, because I know her personally, tell her that. Okay. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. It was okay. good to meet you.
1: Good to meet you too, Amy. Take care. Take care.